Welcome back to the programme. Now, what's being billed as the largest collection of Banksy work exhibited on a public show in Ireland will take place in an art fair in the RDS in Dublin next weekend. Banksy's work includes devolved parliament, got a lot of publicity recently, which was a picture of the British House of Commons populated by chimpanzees. It sold, would you believe, for £10 million Uh, recently in the UK. And last year, his work called Girl with Balloon shred itself into pieces when and as soon as it was sold. Talk us a little bit more about this. I'm joined uh, by the Irish artist uh, Mark Kavanagh, who some know as Rasher. That's correct, yes. yes. Uh, Will I call you Mark? Whatever you're comfortable with. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, I want to get to talk to you about uh, Banksy in just uh, a moment. But for those listeners at home who don't know your own work, when you can you describe what kind of artist you are? I would be a, a, a figurative, I would be realist with uh, abstract um, elements to it. So uh, uh, in this in in this in this exhibition, um, I've injected a lot more colour into it, and it's uh, I've I've gone back to my roots, my instincts, because when I when I started painting when I was a teenager, yeah, uh, I experimented with a lot of work from pop art to abstract expressionism, realism, and um, I I morphed all that work together to create my own unique style. And then I kind of went on um, uh, a journey of uh, fine art to learn how to paint um, a more realistic because uh, I wasn't happy with the results I was getting when I was 19. So I kind of abandoned my instinctive style uh, and, and kind of went on, on a, a learning curve. Right. To, uh, and how did you learn? I mean, did you go to the main art colleges or whatever? No, I... Uh, I got rejected from all the colleges um, at the time. Very you, encouraging. You, <laughs> you had to have uh, two honours and four passes. And uh, I found out now with my daughter being dyslexic and diagnosed with dyslexia, my son being diagnosed with dyslexia, I would say it's a strong possibility that I would be dyslexic. So I, I would have struggled uh, within school um, and we ne- we didn't have any support systems in school so I did try to get the results Yeah, but um, I, I, I just failed at the yeah. uh, uh, finishing yeah, post. I've, I've, I've heard, I don't know whether this is just old wives tales or, or whatever but is there an association between dyslexia and creativity? Absolutely. I, I, I know there's a lot of people who are in the creative industry like to be fashion designers uh, actors like uh, Tom Cruise uh, then there's uh, Richard Branson he's very creative in business Yeah, they say that Leonardo da Vinci was dyslexic because yeah. he wrote backwards and yeah. you know it, they, they, they look at life in a, in a different a different way Is, but isn't it dreadful that a child should think you know that they had no ability yeah. just because of, of dyslexia you know and when they get into the into the school system, they feel inadequate because they can't, they can't keep up with their peers. So um, it, it's throughout their their life they just feel like uh, um, even though they're very talented yeah. in art, they just don't feel yeah. like they're they're um, 
they're measuring themselves against their peers all the time and they don't feel they feel worthless because right, they can't yeah. I, I was just reminded that we Jamie Oliver on and he, he's dyslexic oh, as well you know I didn't know that yeah Yeah. Uh, so anyway you are broadly speaking self-taught taught. Yeah. and how do you sell and how did you start to sell in order to make a living when, when I started um, I when I left school my dad uh, said to me uh, he said so what are you going to do when you leave school and I said well I want to be an artist because I was always drawing and colouring from the from a, sm- a young age yeah. in primary school and then when I went into secondary school I was uh, uh, drawing and painting a lot and I continued it on up until you know my leaving cert but my dad is like he drives a van for a living and he and uh, he, he's, he's a, a grafter and um, he just he didn't know much about the art world. And yeah. he just said, so look, what are you going to do? And I said, I want to be an artist. But my brothers weren't that lucky. They they hadn't decided what they wanted to be. So he said, all right, look, I'll get you a job as a printer in where he works. Yeah. So my two brothers ended up being printers. With it, your dad. Yeah, well, in the, in the same factory. Yeah. So they, they I knew this was coming for me. So I said, I better act quickly and, and, and uh, get my proposal in quickly to tell them the direction that I want to go. But he knew, like, you're not going to make any money in, in, in art. He, he didn't know anybody in the yeah. industry who yeah. made money from it. So he just thought it was, a, it was a dream. And I just said, look, just let me do this first exhibition. This is when I came out of portfolio year. And... Um, I sold 11 paintings that night and ever since that day he has supported me fully like you know if I ever needed you know paintings dropped anywhere or in the first exhibition he would help organise get the wine because he'd know somebody in the town in Bray that might you know give him a discount on it so he was very supportive right. so from that point on then I tried to get my work into galleries in Dublin and I walked around uh, with my paintings under my arms just walking into galleries asking them would they take my work and a lot of galleries uh, turned turned me away God, it's very face. hard to to get you know to take the rejections, isn't it? I mean, you even happen to writers, yeah, and, yeah. and musicians, and it, it, they're tough industries to be in. But uh, you have to gain a thick skin within this industry. If you don't, um, you know, you won't survive. Right. Okay. Listen, I want to talk to you further, and indeed, I want to come back to um, uh, to Banksy. But it's yes. just come up to twelve noon, and we're going to pause for the Angelus. We, I'm going back to what we were talking about and I'm in studio uh, with the artist um, Mark Kavanagh. Mark, describe to people who Banksy is. Banksy would be uh, a street artist and he would be anonymous. Nobody knows who Banksy is. Um, there's a lot of suspicions that people think he could be Robin Barton or Robert Del Nagy from Massive Attack um, or Robert Gunningham. And now these are, are people who have, like Robert Gunningham would have um, artefacts, you know, from Banksy, like stuff that would have been in his studio. And he've set up, he has set up shops uh, of Banksy's artefacts. So there's a lot of names swirling around of who Banksy might be, but Banksy could be a conglomerate of people. Like B- Banksy could be a judge, a solicitor, or, you know, a teenager who, you know, they're, they've always wanted to be an artist, yeah. but, you know... They just didn't have the courage or their parents directed them in, in, a, in, a, in a direction where they'd have a comfortable career. And then they decided that I want to kind of be the person, do the career that I wanted to do, you know, when I was a teenager. And then they just broke out. So they kept their anonymity and now they... And how did, it, how did people become aware of him? He started to do stencil art. There was an artist named Blake Larat in France and he 
he would do make a stencil go out and it was a quick way of getting your message on a wall without being caught so Banksy seen this work and then he um, started to do it in the UK and graffiti got, is actually. it's graffiti it's just like a black and white stencil yeah. and uh, he would have slogans on it and uh, then he would just like plaster them all over the walls and, and he got recognised now at the, what's happening now with Banksy's work because they're reaching you know colossal amount of money in in, um, uh, in auction houses like Christie's yeah. a lot of the authorities are when they see a Banksy's work they're covering them up with perspex and preserving them and then there was a, there was a club um, in, in Bristol where Banksy is from and uh, it was struggling financially and Banksy did a, a, a work of art on the door and that door was taking off and then it was sold at auction and uh, it raised, I think it was like 400,000. So then that club was, you know, uh, able to continue in business. And so he's like the Robin Hood of, you know, yeah. the art world. Yeah, but but there's a lot. I mean, how do we know he's from Bristol? He could be from West Cork. He could be. He could be. I, I, I have a portrait of my exhibition at the moment that's in the Dean Hotel that's running up until the 1st of December. And I, I have created a portrait of Banksy where I'm trying to do, or what I, what I did do was create, if Banksy was doing a portrait of Banksy and I have Banksy in the centre with two of his images either side and then I have a little boy in the reflection and I was kind of thinking if, you know, you know, a, a private school a, a teenager was friends with a member of the royal family and he was saying, I, I would love to be a street artist, but my parents <laughs> definitely wouldn't agree to that. So, you know, and I had this conversation going on between Prince Harry or, uh, or William, one of his friends. So he decided to mask himself and do graffiti. So it could be somebody from a very wealthy background uh, or it could be somebody from the opposite. Yeah, or it could be a granny or a granddad, or it could be, you know, yeah. it could be a conglomerate of people. It could be, some people think Damien Hurst is involved. Uh, and Do you? I don't know because, like, Damien Hurst from Bristol as well. So all, all these uh, artists who are associated in that area um, could be uh, collaborating together. Um, and, like, we just don't know, and I think the the mystique around it is 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 one of the attractions to Banksy because he's he's a political satirist, and it's it's, it's about the politics, really, yeah. isn't it? That's what he's work. That's what he's known for, of course, because his slogans. Like he would say stuff like, um, uh, um, "Graffiti is one of the few tools you have if you have almost nothing," and uh, if you want to say something and have people listen, you have to wear a mask. And he, he would also describe a wall is a very big weapon. It's one of the nastiest things you can be hit with. So if you have political messages on these walls, more people will see those messages than going in, walking into a gallery. So he focuses a lot of his uh, uh, um, topics on uh, serious issues that are happening around the world. Like right. he, he went over to the West Bank uh, and he did a lot of work on the the, the the dividing wall between Palestine and Israel, and um, he he would have like a, a a girl with a balloon, you know, floating up trying to get over the wall because it it is an open air prison, uh, for both sides. And then I've seen it; it's beyond belief. Yeah, it is incredible. But he yeah. has also done work where on on the sides of of buildings in Palestine, and those works have the walls have been, you know, they have cut 
the artwork out of the wall, preserved the artwork, and that wall then was shipped into uh, Israel, and then it it ended up in England and sold for a million. So, like Jean Jean Michael Basquiat was one of the first artists in the eighties where he 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 created slogans on on walls, and the same thing happened with Basquiat where. People were taking whatever, if you painted a slogan on a door, they would take them off and sell them. And then uh, he crossed over into the, the mainstream gallery system. And what about like it's against the law um, yeah. to, you know... Deface. To, to deface, yeah. yeah. And and in, in in to get involved in this kind of activity and did the corpo not come along and whitewash all over it and say, you know, this is against the law? They do. And... There's an ongoing battle with with graffiti artists and um, uh, um, artists in Ireland and the UK. There's a a group here called Subset and they would sometimes be commissioned to to, to paint on walls uh, in Dublin but then sometimes they would do portraits on walls where they wouldn't have permission and then uh, the councils will contact them through their websites or uh, Instagram handles and pages and then then there'll be a time frame where they'd have to take it down if not then they will you know uh, paint over it but um, I think people if somebody if Banksy paints a piece on somebody's wall I think (laughs) they've won the lotto really I think you know because he is an artist of our 21st century and he is he is a marketing genius and he is a very important artist of our time Right. Okay. Well, listen, thank you indeed uh, for talking to us about that. Uh, To see Banksy's work at the RDS, you can get tickets for €10 at the door next Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Meanwhile, Mark has an exhibition of his own work happening at the moment in the Dean Hotel, uh, which is where there are swings. Be very careful, very careful. Uh, (laughs) And how long is that going to go on? It's going to run till the 1st of December. So I'll be in the hotel talking to people when they come in from the, it'll be the 9th, the 10th, the 16th, 17th, 24th and the 1st. Now I'll be there on site to talk to anybody who's interested. I'm very welcoming and approachable. So please... Please come in and and talk to me about my work. Okay, listen, Mark, thank you very, very much indeed for that. That's Mark Kavanagh and every success. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Podcast The Marion Finucane Show at rte.ie slash radio.